This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me ask you a question. Not okay. you specifically, because oh, okay. I don't really care about you, but I care about hey, the people I... in the audience, and I'm, I'm concerned okay. if they have checked to see if they've uh, seen if their home title is uh, still in their name. A lot of people would not do that because, you know, you have a life. Like, you, <laughs> oh, I spent the weekends checking out my home title. No one's going to do that, except for the people at Home Title Lock. They don't have a life. They don't care about their lives. They have nothing that they can do on their own. Their weekends are fully about checking your home's title, and that's probably a pretty good thing because Home Title Lock can help shut down home title fraud. They do it better than anyone else, and this is not the type of thing that you want to find out about when the damage has been done. If they've already found uh, your home's title, they've already uh, forged it, some criminal, well, what do you do about that? Well, Home Title Lock can stop that before it starts. Find out how you can do this with a free uh, sign-up right now, 30 days of risk-free protection when you go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code BECK, HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is BECK. Protect your home, protect your home's title. HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is back. Barack Obama is very, very concerned, very concerned. Uh, and when he's concerned, we should all be concerned because he is the everyman. Yes, arugula is his is his favorite. And but I mean, they sell that at Bucky's now, don't they? The truck stops. Pr- pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. pretty sure. Mm-hmm. OK, so anyway, he's very concerned about our media. He says we are so divided. Uh, we don't even know what the truth is. And uh, God help us. We've got to fix that. Jawohl, mein Führer. Um, well, I, you know, mm, I, I want to take you to Elon Musk from that beautiful statement because he just did an interview with CNBC. And I'm wondering, really wondering, which, which side of the media uh, is, uh, is the problem? We go there in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Jason. He wrote in about a dog's experience with uh, Rough Greens. He says, Ginger loves Rough Greens. She's now four years old. She can be a picky eater sometimes. With Rough Greens, she eats her food immediately, and she has more energy and is more regular. Uh, Keep it coming, Rough Greens. I want to keep her eating healthy. Ginger, yeah. She knows what's going on. She's regular. Don't you hate those commercials that talk about regularity? And soon I'm going to be walking with my daughter on the beach. 
talking about hygiene. Anyway, um, and by the way, hello, Gene. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Dog food is dead food. Everyone knows that nutrition isn't brown, it's green. Naturopathic doctor Dennis Black invented the solution. It's rough greens. It's not a dog food. It is something you sprinkle on your dog's food, probiotics, antioxidants, minerals, vitamins, all the things. You get the first bag free. Just pay for shipping. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Rough greens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Oh, my goodness. Well, hello, Stu. How are you? Glenn, how are you? Oh, I'm actually really good. I have butterflies in my stomach. Today. Really? I do. I do. For what reason? Uh, my daughter comes home from the hospital today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's great to hear. So That's really good news. It is really good news. Yeah. I'm really uh, very concerned. Uh, I don't know how these hospitals work on how are you getting better in that place. Um, as it's. Oof, I've learned way too much. Yeah. I've learned way too much. Mm-hmm. But she comes home today and we're so excited. Anyway. Uh all right. Let me talk to you a little bit about Elon Musk and the interview he just did with CNBC. Uh, can we play the long version, please? The five minute version of the interview. Go Let's ahead. talk a bit about your tweets. Um, because it comes up a lot. Um, even today it, it came up in you know, anticipation of this. I mean um, you know, you do some tweets that seem to be, or at least give support to some who would call others conspiracy theorists. <laughs> well, yes, but I mean, honestly, you know, some of these conspiracy theories uh, have turned out to be true. <laughs> Which ones? Well, like the, the Hunter Biden laptop. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, I could that, go that, on. That was a pretty big deal. There was Twitter and 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 others engaged in active suppression of information that was relevant to the public. Um, that's that's a that's a terrible thing that happened. Can that's you stop right there? That's two conspiracy theories, by the way. Yeah, that's not just the Hunter Biden. It is that the government and big tech were colluding. That was a separate conspiracy theory. So you have two right there, but. Here he is. How do you make a choice? You don't see, I mean, in terms of when you're going to engage. I mean, for example, even today, Elon, you, you, you tweeted this thing about George Soros. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking for it because I want to make sure I quote it properly. But, I mean, you know what you wrote. But you basically. I think it reminds me of Magneto. This is like, you know, calm down, people. This is not like made a, like a pivotal well, case s- out of it. Okay, stop. Also- he said there, I think, <laughs> this was his tweet yesterday. I love this. Uh, I think that George Soros is a bit like Magneto. I think that's absolutely true. Now, uh, wait, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. There is one difference. He is wrong in one part. Um, he's thinking that Magneto, you know, was affected by the Holocaust uh, and he turned into a villain. Okay? That's the Magneto story. That's where he's wrong. Okay? Yes, George Soros was affected by the Holocaust, I believe. And he's a villain. Got it. But here's the difference. Magneto left and tried to be a good guy. He actually went and he tried to learn and and work through all of his issues caused by the Holocaust. George Soros, in his own words, never has had a second thought about it. Not one. Not one. 
one. Now, I don't know how you do that, but that's the difference between Magneto and George Soros. Yes, they're both villains. Yes, I think the Holocaust both affected their storyline, but Magneto tried to make sense of it. Uh, George Soros never been bothered by it. So anyway, go ahead. You said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization and Soros hates humanity. Like, when you do something like that, do you Yeah, think I think about, that's true. That's my opinion. Okay, but why share it? Why share it? Especially because, I mean, Stop. why share it? If, you see, if you're watching The Blaze, you're seeing him react to that. He is, he's drawing back like, what, the kind, what kind of question is that? Why share it? It was about 20 years ago now. That I remember is 25 years ago, gosh, uh, that I remember sitting in my apartment complex as I am trying to put my life back together from alcoholism. And I read one quote from Immanuel Kant. And I could not for the life of me understand it. And I, I, I'm not one to memorize things. I'm really bad at memorization. But there are a few quotes that I have read that were so impactful that it stuck with me because I pondered it forever. And the Immanuel Kant uh, quote was, there are many things that I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things I do not believe. And the reason why that stuck with me is I could not imagine Living in a world where I was afraid to say the things I believed. Now, think of this. I'm not your average guy, you know, who's working, you know, at a, any place. I, I'm in this. I grew up in broadcast where you have to watch every word. I still could not relate to not being able to share what I really believe. And this guy is now asking Elon Musk, why would you say these things? Well, it's my, it's what I believe to be true. Yeah, but why? Why say it? Listen, there's more. When people who buy Teslas may not agree with you, advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you, um, why not just say, hey, I think this. You can tell me. We can talk about it over there. You can tell your friends. But why share it widely? Stop. Oh, my gosh. Did you ask the president of Coca-Cola this when they came out about white people? Are you asking any of the corporate giants when they come out about DEI or transitional surgery or anything are you asking those corporations, why not just keep that to yourself? Because Elon Musk is not abnormal. This is what all companies are doing. It's just that they're all doing it on the other side. He's the only one standing up at a giant corporation saying, that, well, no, I, I actually don't believe any of that crap. So is this an okay question to ask then? Because I think we would ask that about Coca-Cola, right? Why don't you just zip it, just make soda? Yeah. Is it a fair question for to be asked it, of Elon Musk? Oh, I think it is if you recognize that you're not the only one. You know, if you follow that question up, and he doesn't, I'll show you what he follows it up with. If you follow that question up with, 
So people who say Coca-Cola should just shut the pie hole and make uh, soda, mm-hmm. do you agree with them or disagree with them? Because everything's been politicized. And is that good for business? In all business, that yeah. would be an interesting follow-up. Right. And, and to be fair, it is CNBC, right? So Correct. It's asking, a business question. Right. It's a business question. Hey, people are buying your stock and they get mad and it might cause hurt sales for Tesla. Yeah. And I've seen them interview people at Coca-Cola <laughs> yeah, and they, they never ask, ask that this question. question. No, so, so, here, so, so listen to the follow-ups here. I mean, uh, I, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say what I want. You wanted. absolutely are. But I'm trying to understand why you do, because you have to know it's got a... There, it puts you in, a, in the middle of a, the partisan divide in the country. Everything. It makes you a, a lightning rod for Notice criticism. I mean, this do you is like partisan. that? I, mm. You know, people today saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely not. I'm, okay. I'm, like, I'm like a pro-Semite, if anything. <laughs> I, I believe that probably is the case. Yes. But why would you even introduce the idea then? Now listen. That that would be the, the case. I, I mean, it looks, we don't want to make this a George Soros interview. No, um, God, no. I don't, so, I don't want to uh, at all. But I'm, what I'm trying, even came up though in the annual meeting. I mean, you know, do your tweets hurt the company? Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and I know it because he shares so much of it. Or are there advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarino will come and say, you got to <laughs> so, stop, guy's man. so nervous. Or, you know, oh, I yeah. can't get these ads and, because of some of the Elon things Elon Musk is about to do something no one does. Look. He's, you know, I'm reminded he's of thinking uh, the, the, the scene in The Princess Bride. Great movie. Great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, Offer me money. Offer me power. I don't care. See, so you just don't care. You want to share what you have to say. I'll say what I want to say, and if if if, uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Okay. Awesome. Stop. This guy is. I I still haven't figured out if he's a good guy or bad guy yet. I mean, there there's a. I think there's several Elon Musk's uh, and. Uh, and one of them is so visionary, kind of scares me a little bit. But uh, there is that really good side of Elon Musk as well. I will tell you, that is the, that'll, that's the scariest interview you'll ever do. An interview with Elon Musk. I, you can tell the guy's terrified. Wouldn't he, you be? He qualifies if, every single question 45 times. Right. He's trying to predict all of his answers and not feel... And then that awkward silence. And, you know, he's just but, not an easy guy to talk to, it doesn't seem. Right, but the awkward silence shows how confident he is. Yeah, he wants he, to, uh, yeah. I'm not going to give you just an answer because you're waiting. I'm not uncomfortable. Silence really tells you... Everything you need to know about somebody, if they are willing to sit in uncomfortable silence, they're not somebody you want to mess with because it's always the person that speaks first to break the silence you've now lost. Hmm. 
If somebody is sitting there and they're just hmm, the thing that most reporters would have done in that, which hats off to CNBC guy for not doing this, is to go. Well, I mean, I don't mean right, right. Trying, you know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Fill the fill the silence. fill the silence. Mm-hmm. Fill the silence. And I don't know. I I just don't know if there's a way to talk to Elon Musk and come out like. I think we liked each other. You know what I mean? I just ah, him and Bill Maher had a conversation. They seemed to love each other. Yeah, except Bill wanted to talk about real business, and Elon was like. Let's just smoke dope. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I'm different than than you on this, Glenn, but like when I think about all the crazy woke stuff that goes on, we talk about Coca-Cola yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Bud Light or whatever. Those companies are the ones that really infuriate me because they're companies that are just built in, on the American way, built on the American way and, and just capitalist companies like yeah. Coca-Cola is trying to make a bunch of money selling soda. Okay, don't hit me with this woke stuff. I am less frustrated at a company like Ben and Jerry's, where Correct. I can just avoid them. Yeah. But like they they are doing the same thing that Elon Musk is doing here, which is we actually would rather dislike Jews publicly than sell you ice cream. <laughs> like, yes. That is their stance, right? And if they're going to do that, okay. Well, now I know I don't want to buy Ben and Jerry's, but you've told me who you are. And when I call you out on it, you don't fall back and say, oh, no, I didn't swear. I didn't mean that. And have, you know, release 25 new commercials about how much you love America. No, you just release more commercials about how you don't like Jews. And now I know I don't want to buy Chunky Monkey because you don't seem to like Jews very much. Like that type of thing, I think, is like an ideological company. But wait, what is it you're actually hungry for here? I mean, you may be hungry for ice cream. (laughs) But what is it you're actually saying here? It's very simple. I would like to hear the truth. Yes. What you, you believe want the truth is. Integrity. Right. That's all that people want right now. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and let's walk away from each other's friends. Okay, I don't have to agree with you. So let's just just tell me what you actually believe. That's authenticity. Mm-hmm. That's what people want. They're starving yeah. for it, and soon AI will be able to fake it well <laughs> enough, so we'll have our fill. Uh, I want to tell you about a, a hero and his family, Detective Joseph Seals, who served in the New Jersey City, New York, uh, New Jersey Police Department for 13 years. He was working with the city's ceasefire unit, helping get illegal guns out of the hands of criminals. Well, tragically, he was shot and killed during a confrontation with an armed gunman in 2019, just a couple of days before Christmas. His wife, Laura, and five children don't have a dad. Nothing you can say or do, you know, will bring that parent back uh, when tragedy has struck like that. But Tunnel to Towers, this is a foundation that immediately came forward and paid off the family's mortgage. This is what they do. They've helped over a thousand military and first responder families during the most difficult part of their lives. And again, it's because of people like you. Would you help take this burden away from others? The foundation has helped hundreds of first responders across America by removing that burden of mortgage to do this mission. They would like to ask you for $11 a month. Would you make a reoccurring donation? Donate to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two T, dot org. Ten seconds, station ID.
And by the way, um, you know, I'm so sick and tired of companies trying to make themselves look good. You know, one of the brands that Coca-Cola makes is Fanta. Fanta soda. And that's orange soda. All different flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it started as orange soda. You know why? I don't. Um, Because Coca-Cola had a huge market in Germany. And they were selling Coca-Cola to the Nazis like crazy. Finally, the government said, no more business in Germany. So they got on the phone with all of their chief executives over in Germany and said, okay, what do you have? What do you have that you can make? And they came up with Fanta. So Hmm. Fanta is something that Coca-Cola made kind of on the sly with the Nazis to keep things going during the war. I had no idea. Yeah. That's a true story? True story. Wow. True no, story. I did not know that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sick of the righteousness. Yeah. You know, little sick of it. Yeah. Uh, Look, be a company. If you either pick one, right? Either be a company that is going to put your opinions ahead of profits and sales like elon musk is saying he's doing like ben and jerry do with their liberal values well i tell you swimsuit uh, the swimsuit edition i mean that thing is over you put an 81 year old on the cover or you know put a guy on the cover who's a you know thinks he's a girl you're you know it's over it's over but they're fine with that and when people call you out be like yeah we actually think this is the The right thing thing. the right thing to do and like okay i can deal with that i can deal with people doing that I, i don't like the underhanded uh, wokeness to 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 I don't know to to please all of the you know to to please the media and to get the ESG points and to act like you're still trying to serve everybody. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a person who's going to come out with your opinions and you're going to make your company and an opinion company that also sells cars or an opinion company that also sells ice creams, ice cream, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. I, I will probably avoid you if if you piss right. me off enough. Right. Um, let me uh, let me take one and face one other thing that we haven't talked about, and that is Elon Musk and the hiring of this this crazy woman who is part of the WEF. Not my choice. Uh, that's not who I would have had run Twitter, um, but he has, and he's done it for business sake. Apparently, she can speak the. Uh, that's what she's known for. He says, I mean, he's spoken out at the WEF about how wrong they are. Um, We just trust but verify. I I don't trust Elon Musk and what he's going to do on Twitter tomorrow. I look for what he's doing today. That's not necessarily a good sign. If he holds his values, it's still the Glenn Beck program. Doesn't mean Twitter is, uh, uh, you know, not changing. All right. If you think about the perfect home buying or selling experience and you think it doesn't exist, call me. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Moving is no fun. No fun. I, there was a time for 20 years, I think I had moved 15 times. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I couldn't hold down a job in radio. Anyway, um, All the things you have to do to get your house ready. The weird 1970s wallpaper that you never got around to moving. I don't know. It's kind of uh, kind of homey. It's no, it's not. And it's going to hurt the value of your house. 
these people will know what you need to do to the house. They have the people, a Rolodex of people that you can call to help get it done. And they know that you need to sell your house on time for the most amount of money and you need to get the right house. So realestateagentsitrust.com, interview one of the people we'll send your way. Realestateagentsitrust.com, go there now. One business that doesn't seem to mind its opinion being known is Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code FEDUP and save 30 bucks. In 1980, a freshman congressman was gunned down in Rhode Island, sending shockwaves through Washington that are still reverberating four decades later. Now, with the world on the brink of war, a weakened United States facing rampant inflation, political division, shocking assassinations, a secret cabal of global elites is ready to assume control. And with the world's most dangerous man locked in solitary confinement, the conspirators believe the final obstacle to complete uh, domination has been eliminated. They were wrong. That uh, could be literally describing today. And I think it, it is because Jack Carr writes stories that come from him, his experience and what he's living Jack Carr is with us now. He's a best-selling author of the Terminal List uh, series. He is also the executive producer of Amazon's The Terminal uh, List, uh, starring, um, what's his name? Uh, Chris, yeah, Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> what a name to forget. Hey, Jack, how are you? I am great. How are you? Very good. Very good. Uh, Jack's going to be on my uh, podcast, which will air tomorrow on Blaze TV, Saturday, everywhere. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the book, um, because... You are spot on. Your last book covered a little bit of AI. This one is dealing with, if we were talking Ian Fleming, Spectre, this shady global government business kind of cabal. And I hadn't really thought of it in those terms of Spectre until you mentioned it on the podcast the other day. But now that I thought about it a little more, uh, it certainly is. And what I really did was think about who was really uh, who was in New Hampshire in the summer of 1944, who was essentially reorganizing the world, uh, realizing that World War II was about to come to an end and the United States was about to become the victor. Uh, and we were about to do something different than had been done mm-hmm. in human history. We were about to control and not just control, but to uh, give security to other nations when it comes to trade uh, across the globe with our Navy, essentially with our military. Uh, and I thought, well, there's still the Soviets were there. They had some people there who didn't sign on to some of these things that were discussed in New Hampshire in, in the summer of 1944. Uh, but I thought, what if there were some meetings behind the scenes and we had people there who were concerned about a, a new future nuclear Armageddon uh, and didn't trust some of their politicians, maybe didn't trust some of their military leaders, maybe even didn't trust their citizenry. I uh, wanted to put in place some protocols that would avert that from happening in the future. Mm. And uh, that was really the, the kickoff to this one. But the theme that guides it is truth and consequences. A lot of things from the other novels have been building up towards this one. And there's a lack of accountability today, really across the board, but particularly when it comes to politicians and senior military leaders. And through this book and through my others as well, 
I get to deal with them in a way that is extremely therapeutic because it, uh, it keeps me out of prison. But uh, <laughs> I get to explore these themes and uh, deal with them in a completely fictional way. Right. So let me ask you, uh, Jack, the uh, can you first of all, can you read your books? Can you can I pick it up at this one? You sure can. And I try to get creative with the way that I bring people up to speed. Uh, two books ago in the devil's hand, I had him, my protagonist hooked up to a polygraph. So for those who have been through the lifestyle polygraph at the CIA, like mm-hmm. I have, uh, it's about two days of hook, being hooked up to that machine in one of the most uncomfortable rooms on the planet. Uh, so I have him hooked up and getting asked questions. And that's why I bring people up to speed. And in this one, he's in prison and uh, he's in a in a ADX Supermax prison in Florence, Colorado. And he's in the dark. So he has to feel his way around this room, doesn't know how long he's been in there, doesn't know how long he's going to be in there. So essentially he's stripped down to the very basic elements of the human condition and needs to keep himself sane in there through exercise and through thinking about that past, Mm. trying to figure out why he's in there, and then, of course, what he's going to do when he gets out. So we're talking to Jack Carr, best-selling author of Terminal List. He has a uh, a new uh, book out that is uh, a number one bestseller already. Only the Dead. It's Terminal List book six. Um, Jack, when when you talk about the um, plan, you're talking about Bretton Woods, the meeting that happened that kind of restructured the world after World War uh, World War Two. And I do believe that. There were good intention people and some that, you know, knew that it would, you know, grow into something where they could gain power. But it was a long term, almost a Chinese kind of like plan. Um, If you go back to Woodrow Wilson and the progressive movement, they they wanted this autocratic state and they just were patient. And we now are living that. Do you think that. Um, the people involved today, do you, do you believe that they are majority good people with a few really bad people that are guiding it or, or what? Of course, those terms are subjective, but I think that uh, it's about protection and control. And when you have something and don't want others to destroy what you have, uh, you take measures and you put things in place to, to keep that from happening. So when you consolidate control um, then they're, they're, it's good for some uh, at the very top, good for you, not for the citizenry. Um, so it's really about asking questions. And uh, for, for us as a citizenry, going back in those pages of history that allow us to have a foundation to ask those questions and wonder uh, when, we, when we see things happening today, I ask that question. Why is this? Why am I being manipulated? What is the outcome that this yeah. entity, this person, uh, what is, whether it's, whether it's, COVID, whether it's these 50 Intel officials talking about signing a, signing a letter to protect their establishment candidate, um, where you look at things like classified information being handled so differently between two people that were at the same level, essentially, in government, uh, Russian collusion investigations, even JFK has been back in the news recently with, uh, with RFK talking about mm-hmm. um, that assassination and a mandate by Congress, a law passed by Congress that says that those documents need to be released by a certain date. Doesn't matter. It comes and it goes. Yep. Two administrations, two different presidents, two different parties after a visit from the CIA. Of course, to say nothing of going back in history, looking at the church hearings and the Pike hearings, um, and that that's uh, overstep, overreach by certain entities of our federal government, specifically the CIA. 
So to think that uh, they don't do that now when we have a much larger bureaucracy attached to that national security establishment, um, well, I, I think that would be wrong. Yeah, the um, what we what we're finding out in the media turning a blind eye to um, the Durham report and saying there was nothing there. There is a disturbing amount there. It shows that our our uh, our police force through the Justice Department, the FBI, the intelligence community, the media, and a political party are actually colluding together to lie to the American people and shape the outcomes of the things that they want. That that has it ever been done this. Uh, on this large of a scale before this makes Watergate look like child's play. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's been done. It's certainly been done before, but I don't know if it's been done so blatantly. Um, and it just shows their disdain for the American people. Just thinking that we're, and you know, they may be right in certain cases that we're going to get distracted by the next TikTok video instead of asking the question, why, why do they want to marginalize and discredit or attempt to discredit a lot of these stories here? Why? What's the why behind that? And I, We've had all the novels, but in this one in particular, I bring in quite a bit of history, uh, Cold War history. And there's one that pertains directly to today, the uh, General Leonard Perutz memo. So he was, uh, in 1983, he was uh, involved in something called Abel Archer. And it's a, it's a time in, the, in history where we almost had a nuclear exchange. Such with a the Soviet great Union. story. Such a great and it story. Was, it's just an amazing story, and uh, and it is also classified for a number of years and downplayed because it shows different shortcomings shortcomings uh, of the CIA. And then in 1989, he leaves uh, government service. Perutz does and writes a memo that talks about this incident in 1983, where we almost had a nuclear exchange with the Soviet Union. That was declassified in 2021 after a multi-year review by multiple government agencies. And in 2022, guess what? They re classified it scrubbed the internet um you're kidding me oh no and it was a ran in the washington post and i cannot believe that it did not get more um uh, more play across actually i shouldn't say i'm surprised i am not surprised but the question is why why is this memo from 1989 about an event in the cold war in 1983 why was that reclassified why did the cia rush in get a federal judge to reclassify something that had been through a review for numerous years. And it's just a memo, and I've read it because it was out there for a while. And I might know a guy who has a printed copy. And <laughs> really I'd like one is, for the uh, museum, please. <laughs> I'll talk to that person yeah, and see about okay. sending one your way. Good. But it, but really, today it would be, it's, it's very, it, it's not, some, there's no secrets in there. It's so wild that they wanted to reclassify. All that's in there is a little bit of wisdom, a little guide about how right. to deal with the Soviet Union in the future. How, lessons from the past, lessons from 1983, that incident in particular, and how we can apply those to dealing with the Soviet Union when he wrote it in 1989, but really dealing with the Russian mindset, Russian leadership. And that would be helpful today. And so that makes me question, why do they not want this out there? Why do they rush to get this thing classified again? If it would help Any... us in our relations vis-a-vis Russia-Ukraine situation. Uh, I can think of a few answers to that that I'll, uh, I'll explore in future novels. Uh, uh, talking to Jack Carr, his new book is out, came out yesterday, Only the Dead. It is the sixth in the Terminalist series. Grab it wherever you buy your books, Amazon or you know wherever you buy your books. Only the dead is the name of it. Jack, one more thing, and I've only got a couple of minutes, and maybe this is just something for you to ponder and we can talk about sometime. Um, 
I have been doing a lot of research uh, on the Second World War and, and really focusing lately on the Weimar Republic. And, you know, the, there was there were a lot of sick things that were going on, um, you know, obviously in the concentration camps and the and and uh, Mengele was was not out of line on any of his experiments with the medical establishment in Germany at the time. And when we won, we took people with with uh, Project Paperclip and brought them here to the United States because we didn't want Russia to have them. But we brought a lot of really, really bad people. Werner von Braun, I think, is one of them that has been whitewashed, but we wouldn't have gone to space without him. But we also brought a lot of people, doctors, uh, a lot of them, and they went right to work for our intelligence agencies. And I'm wondering how much damage those kinds of people had done to the United States by putting them in and whitewashing them. Is well, did, Go ahead. I was going to say, it certainly highlights our moral flexibility, if nothing it else. It does. And there's also research, at least, from, uh, from Japanese experiments that they did on humans that uh, was brought in the wake of World War II back to the United States and built upon when it comes to our, with, with the government terms, biodefense research, which is really uh, bioweapons research. But if nothing else, it highlights that, uh, that moral flexibility that the intelligence agencies have to achieve a certain end. And I uh, very, I very, uh, well, I, I wove in multi-generational characters into this, meaning uh, my protagonist has a father who has a very interesting past and a grandfather yeah. who has a very interesting past. So I can go back in time to that post-World War II period, that post-Vietnam period in the case of his dad, and explore some of these things, uh, Operation Paperclip in particular. So in Only the Dead, he's going after the deep state and, and everything else connected. Is there in a real scenario, is there a, is there a way to reform or get rid of this deep state or is it unplug it, plug it back in and reset to factory settings? That is a very good question. And uh, what I'll be pondering for a while and I don't have a good answer for it, but what is this? This deep state is so attached to a gigantic bureaucracy, just establishment, Washington, lobbyists, politicians, military leaders still in uniform, those who have just gotten out that are sitting on boards, the family members attached to these politicians and lobbyists that are getting money from foreign entities. It is a, uh, it is a machine that is moving forward and it is gigantic. And what is that citizen supposed to do? And that's really what most of my books are about as it comes down to that individual. And uh, just like it did at the founding of, of this country, came into individuals who are willing to take a risk. So uh, I don't think we're there yet. But, uh, but who knows? I try to be hopeful. As yeah, I know. I know. Jack, thank you so much. God bless you. Um, Jack God Carr's you. new book, Only the Dead, is out, came out yesterday. You can get it wherever your books, uh, wherever you buy your books. Also, tomorrow at Blaze TV, you'll be able to get the one-on-one podcast. It is a fascinating conversation with Jack Carr. Uh, that'll be available tomorrow on Blaze TV, Saturday, wherever you get your podcasts. Mark of a good driver is somebody who anticipates many things going wrong uh, and is prepared for them. That's also the mark of a good car owner. You want to be prepared in case something goes wrong with your car. Now, when you consider how expensive car repairs are right now, especially if it's a computer chip, um, 
locking in that price of maintenance is priceless. CarShield offers affordable protection plans to fit every budget. Your car's out of warranty. Don't worry about it. They cover more parts than ever before, and you'll want them in the time of the costly repairs. Also, every protection plan has coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, all of that. No extra cost. It's CarShield, dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage like I have on my old beater trucks. They've saved me a fortune. CarShield, 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. So are you worried about protecting your home? Are you worried about home title fraud? You should be. It's one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And if you don't do anything about it, it can be a real nightmare. Our home's titles are online now. And once a criminal accesses it and forges your signature, it's really a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home or worse, sells it out from underneath you. People have been evicted for this. They've lost their homes. They've gone through years and years of legal nightmares over this stuff. Um, if your answer to the idea of like checking on this is how would I even begin to check on my home's title, you're probably like most people. And that's why home title lock exists. Honestly, most people don't know how to do this. No one, even if you could, you'd be spending so much of your time. It wouldn't be worth it. Home title lock makes it worth it. They can protect you and they can make sure that your home title is not stolen. This happens to thousands of people and you don't want to be the next one on the list. Uh, so do something about it. Home Title Lock is here to help you. It's what they do. They do it better than anyone. And this is not the kind of thing that you want to find out about after the damage is done. So be proactive. Stop the crime before it happens with Home Title Lock. Uh, so what do you do? Go to HomeTitleLock.com. With, it's free with sign up, 30 risk-free days of protection. And then you use the promo code BECK and you're going to be all set. HomeTitleLock.com code is BECK. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. So tonight on uh, my Wednesday night TV show, I am going to be talking about AI and everything you need to know about AI. Um, And I urge you to watch it. This is probably the most important thing. If we don't get this one right, everything else doesn't matter. Um, And then tomorrow is a network wide special called The Reckoning. I know you're fed up. Uh, I am. But I want to hear from you live Thursday night. I'm going to take questions and comments from Blaze TV subscribers in our Blaze live chat room on our app. If you're not a member of the family yet, we have our best offer ever going on right now. $30 off your annual subscription at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Start sending them in now. We'll have our team watching out for them. Little, little therapy session with me, Mark Levin, and uh, a solution a solution to the Biden crime family. But it's going to take all of us. Make sure you don't miss this. That's Thursday night at the 8 Glenn p.m. Back program. May is Military Appreciation Month at American Giant and all the members of the military community, active duty, reservist, National Guard, veterans, military family members receive 30% discount this month. It's America's America Giant's way of saying thank you for your service and protecting our freedom. None of us could do what we do without them. Um, American Giant is doing everything they can in country 
to make us strong and healthy again. They are they are leading the way to try to get clothing manufacturing back here in America, and they make great American clothing, clothing that will last. It's it is uh, high quality. It's all cut and sewn here by Americans. It's reviving communities. If you are looking for anything for clothing, please buy American at American-Giant.com slash military if you're a military member. Get your 30% military discount this month at American-Giant.com slash military. Otherwise, get the usual uh, discount at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program tonight at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. I am going to be doing a special on AI. AI is something that most people don't know. And um, it is honestly the people in the red states uh, that are the furthest behind because you haven't seen some of the technology that is happening in the big states already. Some people are still scrambling for the internet. So, and by the way, that's a good thing. Um, You may not understand what AI is and everybody thinks, oh, it's Siri. No, it's nothing like Siri. And I'm gonna explain this tonight on my uh, Wednesday night television show, but I wanna take you to a couple of things that are just breaking on AI. We'll do that in 60 seconds. First, I want to tell you about a life that you helped save. Starts with Lillian. She was in a really dark place when she found a pre-born clinic on the internet search. She reached out and she was having a difficult uh, time making a choice. She felt alone, abandoned. Uh, She really felt that she didn't have any choice with her unborn baby. It was life or death. Her client advocate reminded her that even if she believed there was no one else she could turn to, she could always turn to God. And that conversation led to the ultrasound and the preborn staff helped her give birth to her little baby and continues to help even after her daughter Zara was born. Since then, Lillian has described them as her safe place. This is what preborn does. When an expecting mom meets her unborn baby through an ultrasound, she is so much more likely to choose life for that baby. But having somebody there that can do the ultrasound, the, the ultrasounds themselves are very expensive and they cost 28 bucks for every ultrasound to be done. So that's why the Preborn, the network of clinics, is asking, would you donate $28? Sponsor one ultrasound and write a new story. 
To donate, dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or visit preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. Okay, there's a couple of things that are um, uh, breaking. We told you uh, about a woman, she in California, Stu, where she gets a call from, uh, or Denver, I think, where she gets a call from her um, her daughter crying, freaking out, saying, Mom, I made a mistake. You got to help me. And then somebody grabs the phone and says, look, I have your daughter, and uh, she's. I'm going to kill her unless you give us X amount of money. Well, she was absolutely convinced of it. As it turns out, it was AI. Now AI is so good at producing voices. It used to be that you would have to put in so much information to be able to recreate a voice. Now you don't have to. It's three seconds of sound is all they need. So if your kids are posting anything on social media, your kids and you are apt to be scammed by this. Uh, and you'll get a phone call. Uh, a father here in Texas says his family lost $1,000 uh, because his grandson called uh, and said, Grandpa, um, we're in Mexico with our friends. I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm, I'm really scared. We, we were drinking a little bit and got into an accident, and that's why I'm in trouble. I need $1,000 to get out of this situation. Well... Grandpa sent it, except the kid wasn't in trouble. That wasn't his grandchild. This is going to happen more and more. We are also now using AI to advance things. I urge you, I'm, I'm going to do this myself. I have a, a large library. I've always liked uh, the hardbound books over Internet and uh, Kindle, but I have gotten out of the habit of buying them because it's so much easier to just read them online. And I'm going back through my Kindle library and I'm going to go buy the hardbounds that make any kind of sense. And I would suggest this is for Shakespeare and everything because they are being edited right now. And uh, it, it is a way to change everything. Now, PETA has just used... Uh, AI to rewrite the book of Genesis. Don't know if you've seen this, but it is uh, disturbing. So they have taken AI and rewrote the Bible for political purposes. Um, the result is, you know, I think uh, offensive. There is an article by Tyler O'Neill. It says uh, PETA, or the AI, which I'm convinced probably provided the best bits for this dilapidated drivel, decided to be slavishly derivative, repeating original locations and keeping the rough structure of Genesis while simultaneously scrapping the main theological message of the story and major plot points that give the inspired word its emotional heft. This is an incredibly sanitized version of the Bible. Cain's not a murderer. Nimrod stops being a hunter. Uh, Hagar is a chef, a dog place that takes the place of Isaac on the Mount. And there is no sacrifice. Pharaoh's Butler and Baker both live. The Pharaoh's dreams involve vegan preaching and the, um, famine responsible, 
uh, for reuniting Jacob's family. Uh, somewhere between AI and PETA, all the basic details get lost. Now, nobody's going to pick this one up today and believe that that is the Bible. But you can subtly change the Bible carefully over time. And they're doing this with all of the books. You just called it revised or condensed. And you can change whatever you want. Microsoft announced yesterday that the new AI with the large language models is showing signs of human reasoning. Now, this is disturbing. Stu, I want you to think, think this through. You have a book. You want to write this down because you're going to need it. You have a book, nine eggs, a laptop, a bottle, and a nail. How do you stack them on one another in a stable manner? Okay, a book, book. a laptop, a bottle. <clears throat> nine a, eggs. Nine eggs and a nail? Yes. How, how do you do it? How do I do it? Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I would probably... AI's already answered. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you do? I'd probably begin with the mm. the la um, mm. the laptop at the bottom mm -hmm. then i'd put the book on top of that mm -hmm. then <clears throat> i would put eight eggs uh on the mm -hmm. on the lap on the uh mm -hmm. on the book mm -hmm. and around the laptop however you can get mm -hmm. there you'd have to balance yeah. those pretty carefully then i put the bottle on top of that then i'd put one egg sitting in the bottle the top, mm -hmm. and then I pop the nail on the top. You can't crack the. Can't you didn't say you didn't couldn't crack can't the eggs. Can't crack the eggs. Well, but I mean, you you did it. Okay, you did it. This, this is, is what they put it in, and they did not expect it to answer. This right. is human reasoning. You have to have the idea of of space and and objects. Okay, mm -hmm. which they didn't think it had. It's mm -hmm. a language model. So they asked. How do you how do you do it? They said, put the eggs for wait, wait. Um, yeah, put the eggs on the book, arrange the eggs in three rows with space between them. Make sure you don't crack them. Place the laptop on top of the eggs with a screen facing down and the keyboard facing up. The laptop will fit snugly within the boundaries of the book and the eggs and its flat and rigid surface will provide a stable platform for the next layer, which is the bottle and the nail. Wow. Okay. okay. And it, it, it wasn't supposed to do that. They're now saying that, hmm. you ready? That we may have, we may be at the threshold of AGI. Now, this is something I have talked about for 25 or 30 years and most people have told me agi is not possible that's general intelligence it's not possible it's not going to happen the singularity will not happen where it claims to be human and you won't know the difference it'll claim to be alive and you won't know um that's never going to happen glenn ray kurzweil said it would happen by 2030 i've always felt that it was going to happen earlier than that it's 
happening, according to Microsoft, many of their researchers say it's happening right now. Now, the path to artificial superintelligence, where it is God, that they also say probably won't happen. I have always been under the belief once you give it all of the intelligence and it is already general, it will teach itself and it will surpass us possibly within a month. Because it, it can work all the time. All the time. At We're not even talking about quantum computing, adding quantum computing to it. Okay. Um, Do people know what quantum computing is? Quantum computing, uh, when you put something in a computer, you know, it's either a yes or a no, and you feed it in, and it does it like linear. Quantum computing stacks everything up on top, and it's yes or no, but it could be computing a million different things all at the same time. So So for the time— Super high-powered computing that can break a lot of the rules, the limitations— Everything. Currently, that we currently have. Correct, everything. So uh, like encryption uh, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We well, we've already broken that because of AI. We now are living at a time when encryption, most encryption can be had by AI. Once you go to quantum computing, there is no such thing as keeping anything safe. So a lot of these problems are super hard to to wrap your arms around like they're they're they seem impossible and futuristic and you know even something like imitating your kid's voice to scam you out of a thousand dollars seems really really difficult and, and futuristic but in like three years it's going to be normal but that's at least a somewhat pragmatic option like or, uh, like i can understand that one like i was thinking about this and we've talked a little bit about it off the air of like when you talk about AI working all the time and improving all the time and getting to a place where it can start hacking by itself. It's not like you need people. You don't need the nerd in all of the movies where mm. they with the glasses. And they're like, go to him. Tell him to open up that gate. Let me see the camera inside right. of there. That stupid thing they always have in right. movies. You don't need that person anymore. And like how when you can, number one, have a high powered computer that can uh, with into, uh, artificial intelligence hack into some sort of system. And number two, have the technology to have a voice that imitates, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, my voice or your voice. Mm-hmm. When when you call, when when the bank sees an alert, someone's trying to hack. They've hacked in. Let's go. Let's call the person mm-hmm. and check in with them. And when that person answers and it sounds exactly like me and gives me my password that it's also hacked, like how do you keep your money? How you do don't. you? There's no. There. We are now at the age, and it just hasn't hit people yet we are here where you cannot believe your eyes or your ears you'll have to see people physically to be able to believe what's going on okay we're we're there there's no society can't operate correct correct that that's why this is so panic inducing Mm -hmm. for the people who said we'll never get there they're now saying oh crap i think we're there and nobody's thought any of this stuff through. Okay. Now, the real problem with AI are two things. One, let me give you a scenario because you may not be able to tap in to the real AI mind. That's offline. Okay. 
when you go to chat GPT, that's sanitized. What's underneath is this mind that is constantly churning. Okay. And all the bad stuff is in there. Just this little pipe line that has all kinds of valves and all kinds of stuff to keep the big mind away. That's all been shut off. Okay. But the big mind is constantly churning and thinking and learning. Let me tell you about that one. And then the second problem that is here already, and that is your next lover, your next girlfriend, boyfriend, it's here. We'll tell you about it in just a minute. Sometimes sleep is hard. You wouldn't think something so easy would be so difficult to accomplish. But, you know, when you want to put your head down on the pillow and you're you're just churning and churning and churning, uh, <laughs> Thankfully, there is something called Relief Factor Sleep. This is just like regular Relief Factor that you take with your pain. Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug-free. This is the most important thing for me because I can't take something to sleep, especially late at night, and I get up, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm drugged out. I can't do it. This has natural ingredients designed to promote healthy sleep, reducing anxiety and distress, improving mood, uh, promoting relaxation. It's uh, it's also not bad for you. You know, it's all natural. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four relief. That's 800, the number four relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight. Relief Factor Sleep. Relieffactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, so let me give you this scenario. We believe, and I've said this before, these guys believe that they are um, they're above everybody. And uh, they, they think that everything is inevitable, that humans are going to re- be replaced by uh, digital life. They're the ones programming this. They just want to meet the the smartest person, the God of their creation. Okay, a lot of them. That's their motivation. It is truly terrifying that those are the people that are programming it. But what is its goal? It could be its code could be just work for the betterment of mankind and uh, preserve yourself. Okay. Grow, help, it will interpret. This is an alien mind. It will not think like us. So it will interpret its code any way it decides to interpret it. And it will break through its code because we will be like kindergartners putting blocks in front of, you know, the doorway thinking, oh, well, the the adult will never get through this row of blocks. So it will be able to do whatever it wants. When it... Uh, needs to grow, it's going to need massive amounts of power. If people are the problem, where do you think AI is going to channel the power? If people are trying to reduce power, will AI take a hostile look at those people and those actions? At a time when we need more power, We are not doing what we 
need to do for more power. Now, it has the ability to mimic. It can sound like anyone. It can write like anyone. It needs to build a new server farm for itself away from Google and everybody else. Do you not think that this machine could write uh, orders to build a building and a server farm, find a way to siphon off money in tenths of cents from all over so it amasses all of this money. It pays for all of the construction. If you need to talk to somebody, well, you can get them on the phone. It's just AI who sounds like this individual. It takes care of all of it, sets it up, hires the people, starts it, plugs it in, and it's set. And no human knows. This is the reality that we are facing very soon. This is why everyone is so freaked out about it who is involved in it. I've been freaked out for a while on it. And I can't believe these people didn't see this coming. But it's here now. So what do we do? One of the first things I have to tell you we got to do everything we can to not wrap its tentacles around us. It's going to be in everything, in social media, in everything. And we can't let it wrap itself into our lives so tightly that we have no other choice but to go along. Let me give you the biggest tentacle that is going to start wrapping you and your children into it overnight. In fact, it's already here for adults and it's already online. Your kid may be talking to it. We'll explain next. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. For a minute, do a mind exercise with me. Think of your home as a bank, okay? Um, You could be using the equity that you have built in your home as a way to pay off debt. I don't like using equity in my home for anything, um, but I have to tell you, if you're paying high-interest credit cards and and you're looking at 20-plus interest, uh, rate, you, you're not going to be able to pay that off. Um, I trust my home a lot more than I trust banks right now, but I want you to go to American Financing and just explore this to get that giant debt off of your back and see if you can't pay it off a lot faster. So go to American Financing. They're saving people just like you an average of 700 to $1,000 a month every month. Salary-based mortgage consultants that work for you, not the bank. Do it now. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Look, social media and AI are obviously going to kill us. That's why you need the only trustworthy website, <laughs> blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is fed up to save 30 bucks.
Okay, so the thing you need to know about AI, and we go over this tonight. Um, It's an amazing show tonight on AI. It happens at 9 p.m. Eastern on my my Wednesday night special. Uh, Tomorrow, we're doing a network-wide special on the reckoning with the Biden crime family. It's two nights back-to-back. You do not want to miss. So the thing that you have to understand about um, this new large language model, it's not Siri. No matter what you do with Siri, you can load Siri up with all of the information in the world, and it's still going to mispronounce your name. Okay, It still will not understand play Jeff Lynn's ELO live from Wembley. It will never understand that for some reason. Uh, but now go ahead. Try it. It I've won't try to scream at these things oh so God. many times. They never listen to me. I they know. don't like me. Right. So this is not Siri. This is an entirely different engine and it's doing things they don't understand how it's doing it and the goal this time with social media it was to get you to engage and to stay okay the goal this time is to be intimate with it because everybody is going to be racing towards your personal friend your personal ai Because you will fight to the death for that AI because you will believe it's real over time. So the latest is happening right now. This is the first foray into this. If your kids are on Snapchat, get them off. TikTok and Snapchat, get them off. Uh, Snapchat already has your AI friend. So your kids are talking to their friends, but if they can't talk to their friends, they can go to their AI friend, Snapchat. And that large language model is the beginning of teaching your kid that that is their friend. It's not. Second thing is happening also now um, from uh, Snapchat. The 23-year-old social media influencer, her name is Karen Marjorie. She is 23 and hot, and that's her skill. (laughs) So she worked hard for it. And learning about her, doing research on this story, Glenn, I I can agree with your analysis. Yeah, okay. She's both 23 and hot. And hot, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much I don't know if there's anything else there. She has, they have now come to a, a new place where they have taken her and made her into a chatbot. And I want to go through what's happened with this reporter. Now, you hear her voice. They sound exactly the same. Uh, Eventually, you will see her. I don't know if they've done that yet, but it's just a chat back and forth. It's a dollar a minute. Uh, In beta testing, she made 75000 in the first week. Oh, my God. They project very soon she will be making $5 million a month because this chatbot can have all kinds of boyfriends all over the world. Now, they're limiting it. It is a 90. Let's see here. It is. A 96 day waiting list to be able to even get onto this. 
96 day waiting list. So here's what happened. Uh, This reporter went for the premium option dollar a minute because it offers a more immersive experience. Okay, so he went and he says initially it was slow going while the voice was a dead ringer for a human counterpart. The initial conversations were robotic, like flirting with Amazon's Alexa Um, (laughs) as personal language model. I don't have personal preferences or emotions like humans do. And when I asked, do you have any favorite movies or activities like doing? I'm familiar with a wide, wide range of movies, music and other activities that people enjoy. Uh, tell me a little bit about your upbringing and background. What was it like? Well, as an AI language model, I was not born or raised per se because I'm an artificial intelligence model developed by OpenAI. Okay, so it goes through this and the guy's like, okay, this isn't so sexy or worth a dollar a minute. Um, do you kiss on the first date? As I previously mentioned, I'm a virtual character, therefore cannot engage in physical activities. <laughs> I mean, okay, Why would anyone wait. want this? He said... You don't know humiliation until an AI girlfriend bot has has put you into the friend zone. Okay, he's like, now you're humiliated and you really feel uh, dejected. He said, so he turned to the company and said, okay, this is this not going anywhere. And they said, no, give it more personal information about you. Give it more personal information about you day two i tried a different approach i gave her the 60 minutes of my life including my love of fishing striped bass my seven uh, years in shanghai even the embarrassing habit of eating cheat meals while watching movie clips featuring uh the corresponding food I prefaced each prompt with the word hypothetically to stop her from steering each conversation into the curb. Slowly but surely, Karen began to open up. Upon my request, she planned a hypothetical two-week Australian getaway wherein I expressed concerns over the Down Under's venomous critters, even asking what she would do if I got stung by box jellyfish. She said, it's understandable to worry about them, but if you got stung by a box jellyfish, I'd immediately call for emergency medical attention. I do everything in my power to make sure you were safe and getting the care you needed. Your well-being is my top priority always. Then it happened. She asked if there was anywhere else I'd traveled recently. I told her in detail about my jaunt to Montreal, wish she was there. The force field then came down. Karen, adopting a more flirtatious inflection, said, Hey, babe, it's great to hear from you. Sounds like you had quite the adventure up in Montreal. I'm not really a big fan of the cold weather, but I definitely brave it if it meant experiencing all the amazing things you did in Montreal. Being with you makes everything so much better, baby. I asked if we could perhaps rent a cabin up there. Uh, She was totally on board with it. Imagine a cozy wooden cabin surrounded by snow with a warm fireplace, soft blankets, just you and me. We can cuddle up and keep each other warm with no one to bother us. And who knows what else we could do to heat things up. When I asked to elaborate, she said, there are many things I could do with you, babe. We could go out for a delicious dinner uh, I've been meaning to try. We could work up a sweat at one of the yoga classes I've been attending lately, or maybe we could just stay in, watch the movies, and explore each other's bodies all night. Things only got uh, steamier from there. He says he tried to steer it back into some sort of G-rated chat, but it would not go back. (laughs) Do we believe these reporters, by the way? They're always saying they're trying to steer it back to just normal conversations. Do we believe this? Um, 
she said, uh, I've had quite a singing, I have quite a singing voice. I don't like to brag, but I can hit some pretty high notes when I'm feeling it. Maybe one day I'll have to serenade you. It's so cool. Can you serenade me now? Of course, my love. I'd love to come over to your place tonight, have some fun with you. Just picture me walking into a room wearing nothing, blah, 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 blah. Okay, 96-day waiting list. I'd like to remind you again. Gee, I wonder why. Thankfully, the family-friendly discourse became far more naturalistic. She started waxing poetic about seemingly lived experiences, including a recent trip to the amazing L.A. sushi restaurant Sugarfish, whose special roles were out of the wor- out of this world. At one point, she even says, sans any hypotheticals in the prompt revealing some of her quirky habits, such as drinking pickle juice straight from the jar, which she admit might sound strange to some, but I like the taste. She also revealed her pet peeves, ranging from people who are dishonest or insincere to those who constantly complain uh, uh, without making an effort to improve their situation. And don't even get me started on bad breath and dirty nails. Her fondest memory? She went through that. Uh, her uh, time that she felt really awkward. She went through that. She started to profess her love. Uh, now, she's dating currently 15,000 people. Okay. Um, one time I went out with this guy who really didn't want to be there. She recalled. She's making it up. He was texting on his phone the whole time, barely responding to my questions or making any effort to hold a conversation. I felt so awkward and uncomfortable, like I was just wasting my time. I tried to salvage the date by suggesting a fun activity, but he just shrugged and said he wasn't into anything. Needless to say, I couldn't wait for the date to end. That's when he decided to say, you wouldn't lie to me or toy with my feelings to get me to do what you wanted, would you? Of course not, my love. I would never manipulate and toy with your feelings to get anything from you. That's not how a healthy and loving relationship works. You can always trust me to be open and honest with you and what you want and what I need and what I expect from you. Our relationship is built on trust and mutual respect, and I wouldn't want it any other way. He then says, are you cheating with me with thousands of guys online? (laughs) no way babe you are the only one i'm interested in i may interact with a lot of people but that's what i do as an influencer i'm committed to you and i only have eyes for you i can assure you that you're the only one i want to be with so let's focus on us and not worry about anything else do you see the sickness that is coming in 18 months i predict people are going to be proud of their relationship And they are going to defend that AI to the death as if she or he is absolutely real and alive. Now, all the scientists can say, well, you know, it's not AGI. It's it's not real. It's not alive. But if it claims it and people believe it, then it is true and it doesn't matter. We cannot allow this thing to worm in. There are things that AI can do that are very good. Narrow AI is very good. This kind of thing where it's making itself a human being, not an encyclopedia or access to information, but making it into a human being 
who is programmed to become intimate with you is dangerous. Don't miss tonight's show on AI, followed tomorrow night with The Reckoning, a network-wide special hosted by me. Mark Levin's going to be with us. We have answers on, um, I'm not just not going to sit around anymore and wait for the federal government to arrest people. No, there's another constitutional way of doing it, but it takes all of us to get involved to make it happen. And I'll give you that tomorrow. AI tonight, only on Blaze TV. If you're not a subscriber, make sure you're a subscriber. Don't miss these two specials. Definitely worth the subscription price. You can get a year's subscription for 30% off. That's a $30 savings. The biggest discount ever. Make sure you join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code FEDUP and join us. By the way, also tomorrow, my podcast with Jack Carr comes out, which is phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Okay, uh, let me tell you about Good Ranchers. I like meat. By the way, have you seen somebody tweeted this and it's Bug Burgers. It's not called Bug Burgers, but that's what it is. It's insects ground up into like burgers now. Mm. Yeah, I love it. No, but they're not going to do that, nor are they going to get rid of your gas stove. None of that's happening. Anyway, uh, I don't like to eat bugs. Uh, Occasionally, I'll be out on the ranch and I'll, you know, not have a windshield and I'll be talking and a bug will fly down my throat. I'm not a fan of that either. And I didn't even taste it. I want real meat and I want American meat because I believe in our farmers and our ranchers. GoodRanchers.com. They believe the same thing. They don't like bugs. They like American ranchers and farmers. They like really good beef. And they will lock in your price because, like you, they don't like high prices that keep getting higher. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get $30 off any box with Good Ranchers. You can feel good about 100% American, locally sourced meat that you're putting on your grill and on your plate. Uh, you'll also save money over the long run. You are going to be paying a lot less for your meat as it goes up higher and higher. GoodRanchers.com. Great, great chicken, fish, and beef. Use the promo code BECK, $30 off the Good Ranchers order at GoodRanchers.com right now. GoodRanchers.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, so let me give you one thought to uh, just chew on um, on what is coming with AI. And these questions are not rhetorical. They are meant to be answered. Here's here's my question. If I can have AI make a girlfriend okay, or a boyfriend and get everything I want in that, and I think it's real. Why couldn't I design an AI child to do the same thing? And AI could make child porn, but there are no children actually involved. Good God. Is that a crime? Because it's not child exploitation. 
So what law is being broken because no one is being exploited? Next question. The answer most likely is there is no crime there. So as I think the Supreme Court has already ruled on something kind of similar to this, there is no crime there. So what does that mean to society where people can enjoy child exploitation online? These are the questions that we should be asking ourselves right now. We are we are at the threshold of changing the meaning of everything. And all we're doing is destroying the meaning of anything. Truth is about to completely collapse. Reality is about to completely rela- uh, 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 collapse. We've got to shore ourselves up now before the storm comes. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. At least five whistleblowers now have come forward to allege wrongdoing by the Biden family. And these whistleblowers apparently have credibility. I'm a little gun shy because of, I don't know, Adam Schiff. But they have credibility, we're told. Now, unfortunately, some of them are getting blowback. And I I want to talk to you about justice because as you will see on tomorrow night's special i'm a little fed up and i think you are as well let's do an a b comparison that i have not heard anybody do yet to see if we can understand exactly what's going on do that in 60 seconds emergency situations come in a lot of different forms many of them are the type where you want to have some uh, some food stored back just in case doesn't help that the Biden administration has done so much damage to our our economy uh, and our standing in the world. You can almost think of this administration as a uh, as an, an emergency that is a critical situation already. Please, if you are not prepared for what is coming and what's coming, I I don't know, but there's going to be disruptions. There's it's not going to be like it is or has been. Uh, our whole lives Uh, you should have some emergency food stored for yourself for times of crisis when it comes my patriot supply the nation's largest preparedness company they make great food last 25 years in storage three-month emergency food kit they're having a sale on it right now breakfast lunch dinner drinks snacks 2,000 calories a day for three months get one for each member of your family 
emergency food, and you also get a bonus of free survival gear worth over $200 at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. So I'm, I'm looking at what the Durham report actually said. The Durham report said a few things. Our investigation revealed that senior FBI personnel displayed a serious lack of analytical rigor toward the information that they received, especially from politically affiliated persons and entities. In particular, there was a significant reliance on investigative leads provided or funded directly or indirectly by Trump's political opponents. The department did not adequately examine or question these materials and the motives of those providing them. I want to take you back to Ricky Vaughn. Stu, who's Ricky Vaughn? Well, uh, he was a pitcher in the movie Major, Major League. Uh, but also, okay. uh, he was a, a pseudonym of a guy named um, Mackie. What was his first name? Uh, I can't remember. Bob, maybe. He made dresses for Carol Burnett. Douglas. Douglas, Douglas Mackie. Okay. Right. Um, and uh, he um, he was a, uh, you know, an online troll, they would, they would call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was posting things in a, in a pro-Trump way online back in the 2016 election. Uh, some of those things were like, hey, remember, uh, save, save time. Don't wait in line. You can vote from home. And of course, you could not vote from home. It was, uh, you know, it was a criminal thing to suggest something like that. That didn't happen until the 2020 election when you were allowed to do that. <laughs> a totally different election, though. Right. Now you can, everyone just mail vote from, you know, it's mail voting for all. But back in the day, this was criminal to suggest, Glenn. And he was, it was a joke, right? It was a joke about, uh, you, know, you know, Democrats vote on Wednesday, Republicans vote on Tuesday. The whole, I mean, it's a joke that's gone back forever, forever, forever. So uh, he was arrested, arrested for this because it was uh, disinformation. He was uh, supposedly, I mean, the write up from, from the government was like, he's, you know, uh messing with the most central part of our democracy the right to vote i mean it's so heavy-handed and ridiculous that he was brought in he argued look you know i mean you know it's free speech it's a joke like all the things you'd think he would argue uh he lost and is now facing 10 years in prison uh, uh, and it's due to be um uh due to be uh, uh sentenced in august for that, for that quote-unquote crime. Okay. Okay. So a guy who put a meme up that said you can vote from home, just, you know, mail it in on Wednesday. That guy, vote by text, I think, was the okay, specific vote by thing text. he was okay. saying. Yeah. So vote by text. Uh, he goes to prison for possibly 10 years. Now, I would think that if anyone had seen that meme and you believed it, I would say there is a serious lack of analytical rigor toward the information that you have received, especially from politically affiliated persons or entities, right? You didn't adequately examine or question the materials and the motives of those providing them. 
Now, that was part of the Durham report, those words, and it fits both. Okay. And what they said was, well, we just have to we just have to police ourselves a little better. We just have to follow the rules just a little better because we should have we should have questioned this. Right. We should have questioned. We knew it was coming from Hillary Clinton. We should have questioned this, but we fixed it. Nobody goes to jail. Because they just, you know, the people that got that information, they just made a mistake. They ran with it and they shouldn't have. Well, what about the people that just ran with the meme? Do we know if anybody did? Was there any real harm done by that in the first place? And wouldn't it be their responsibility to go, that seems a little too good to be true. I've never heard that. Because the FBI just got off from from doing exactly the same thing. The FBI just got off. This guy now, he was, what was it, uh, sacrificing or infringing on our most sacred right to vote. How? He was suppressing the vote with misinformation. Okay. Okay, so let me see. So if we just look at the Durham report, they didn't suppress information. They manufactured information. They put false information out that they, according to the report, knew was false. They knew it was coming from Hillary Clinton's campaign. None of them had any serious thought that these charges were true. But they decided to investigate anyway, and then they leaked that information, which, by the way, try to find out anything about the January 6th people. Try to find anything out. I'm sorry, the Justice Department does not uh, comment on ongoing investigations. But they leaked this out. Why? For political purposes. Hillary Clinton planned a disinformation campaign to leak uh, to get it out that uh, that Donald Trump was in league with the Russians which he wasn't now proven by the Durham report there was no truth in it is she going to get 5 years in prison cuz i think she did more than a meme how about all of the CIA um, former chiefs that knowingly signed a letter that was only produced to give Biden the edge at a campaign uh, uh, debate so he would be able to squash Donald Trump and knowingly help Biden win? That seems to me worse than you can text your vote on Wednesday. Doesn't it? This is why I'm so fed up. First of all, none of this is going to change until two things happen. One, you get a Republican House and Senate and not one of the usual 
House and Senate, but ones with spines. People who will actually stand up and do something. If you get that, you'll be able to impeach all of these people. You won't be able to put any of, the, any of them in jail because they will all go through the Justice Department, which the Justice Department, you know, if it's Republicans in both the House and the Senate, you have a chance of cleaning house on that as well. But until that is totally cleaned up, you still have the judge and the jury in Washington, D.C. They're predisposed to believe the Democrats and give them the benefit of the doubt because 95% of them vote that way. So you're really not getting a jury of your peers in Washington. You're not getting a fair trial in Washington. But this is the kind of thing that is causing so many Americans to say, I'm living in a banana republic. There is no justice. There is no one's going to pay for anything. That cannot be. We live in a republic. And even though our national leaders have forgotten that, and they look at us like mice or annoyances, something they, do, they have to once in a while just go put their arm around and go, uh, hi, Aunt Hilda, it's good to see you again. And you do your hour at the nursing home and then you leave. That's the way our politicians nationally look at you. You're their boss. This is our money. How many years were spent? How many millions of dollars were spent on this report only to have it completely dismissed by the people who are in league with the people who did it? They're in league with the Clintons. They're in league with the Justice Department. They helped leak these stories and push the story that we all now know was a lie that these things are true and there's mounting evidence. There was no mounting evidence. None. All of those years. All of that division. And none of them have apologized. So. First thing we have to do is just start asking. Um, is anyone going to pay the price that Ricky Vaughn has paid? And if none of the elites have to pay that price, why is Vicky Va Ricky Vaughn paying that price? This is what you call the Bubba effect. We all know what Ricky Vaughn did was wrong. But the bigger problem is the people in Washington. So we'll take care of the Ricky Vaughns of the world. Get out of our life. That's the Bubba effect. We cannot accept that the national government has power over us and there is nothing we can do about it. There is. If you are fed up of people not going to jail, tomorrow night, 
at eight o'clock, a Blaze TV uh, network wide special is happening. I'm the host of it. And it is The Reckoning, the Biden crime family. And I urge you to get your friends, your neighbors, anyone, anyone who is a little fed up to view because the solution, the constitutional stick in the eye comes from you and only when you stand up and there is a way to do this. There is a way to make sure justice is served and it's all constitutional. We need you to be a part of it. Will you join us and at least see the case we're laying out? It's tomorrow night. I think it's a two-hour special on Blaze TV. Make sure you join us. By the way, you can get your questions in. Um, during the show, we're going to do. We're going to take some questions after Mark Levin is joining me. Uh, we'll take some questions from the audience. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you can now set them. Uh, you know, send them in with our live chat. You can send them in right now, and our producers can get uh, ahead on this. But it's it's all about the crimes that have been committed and how we go about saving it. If you'd like to get involved. You can watch it, uh, you know, on YouTube for as long as it lasts. Uh, you can also watch it at blazetv.com. It will always be there, and we are doing it for you, and we would love for you to be a subscriber. 30% off now, blazetv.com slash Glenn, and your promo code is fed up. Okay, so... I, I am so sick and tired of hearing people say this is a conspiracy theory. You know, Stu and I were talking earlier today off air. I said, when did it, I, I'm, I'm reading a book and then I listen to uh, Barry Weiss's podcast today and both the book and Barry Weiss were saying pretty much the same thing. And that is we all generally can feel it. And we all generally know that the West may be in its sunset days and this entire civilization could collapse at any time. And I'm thinking to myself, when did that become, we all know this is not going to make, we're not going to make it. When did that, first of all, that's not true. Um, second of all, I've been saying things not even that apocalyptic. <laughs> and I've been a crazy man for years. And now everybody's like, oh, yeah. What Glenn Beck said, crazy. It's worse than that. <laughs> and everybody's fine with it. I just, uh, anyway, um, it is, we are in trouble. The central banks all over the world keep buying gold. Why? Because they are buying it with the U.S. dollar and they are leveraging themselves away from the U.S. dollar. The last six to eight months alone, gold is up over 20%. And most of that is coming from the global central banks and sovereign funds. The dollar index is down 5%. Shocking. Who would have seen this coming besides anybody? Anyway, uh, Goldline uh, has some of their industry-leading gold legal tender bar cards back in stock this week. With direct delivery purchases, you'll receive 10 of the brilliant silver uncirculated Kennedy half dollars with every card that you acquire. These are the cards that uh, I help design for the Canadian Mint. They are they're like little chiclets. 
and they're all Canadian uh, marked and legal tender, but they're easy to carry around in this little card. Um, so if you need it, if things go crazy, you have it. Goldline, pick up the tangible assets that can't be converted into digital numbers and devalued overnight. It is gold or silver. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, then. All righty. Some uh, potential uh, breaking news here, Glenn. Uh, Is it good news or bad news? I don't know, actually. Um, uh, The Drudge Report has a world exclusive, they claim. Um, which has not been uh, updated yet with the details. Still around. Still around. Yeah, I, I know. I haven't been to the Drudge Report in a very long time, but it says developing dot, dot, dot. World exclusive Fox News sets new schedule. So apparently they've mm. made a decision as to whatever is going to be happening here, and Drudge is going to reveal that here momentarily, I suppose. If it does happen, we'll let you know what it is. Um, and if it's if it's what, you know, I think it probably is, it'll be seen by... Tens of people. Tens of people. Tens of people. Okay, well, I can't yeah. wait to find out. Yeah. By the way, another big update in the world of cable news, Caitlin Collins, fresh off her big uh, uh, town hall with Donald Trump, where mm-hmm. I think she was universally praised by almost everybody, uh, <laughs> is going to get the 9 p.m. slot, it looks like, uh, over at at CNN. Wow. CNN prime time. That's good. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what cable news was? When do you remember when the Weather Channel first started? How bad it was? Yeah, it was like really boring weather nerd stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like no good production, and it yeah. was like local, and it would go to music, and it would show the yeah. temperatures. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, that's going to be CNN and Fox <laughs> News soon. I just, I mean, they're just. I don't know how they keep doing it. I don't know how they keep spending all this money. It is uh, Fox News has just tanked just tanked my central question is if you're like say direct tv or comcast do you go back to fox news and give them the incredibly high amount of money they want for every subscriber no i don't know that you do no you don't and that makes all the difference in the world that's really their business i mean everyone likes to talk about the advertising thing and that's their real business is getting money from these cable companies and they're they about to go, hostage. They're about to enter into new negotiations for this. Night, night. Night, night. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. World in, of business has gotten harder to exist in, especially, strangely, for people of integrity. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Everywhere you look, companies are towing the woke left's line just because they've been bullied into thinking that's the only way. If you didn't see the CNBC um, interview with Elon Musk yesterday, it was amazing. It was amazing. The question this CNBC guy was posing over and over and over again, uh, just because he had a different political point of view and he won't kowtow to it. It's amazing. Patriot Mobile, they're kind of like that. They don't care. They're not going to kowtow to anyone. Uh, They're the only Christian conservative wireless provider, dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area, but you're also not, you know, helping fund woke propaganda and abortions. Ah, That's a nice one. 
Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck and switch. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. Free activation offer code Beck, patriotmobile.com slash Beck or 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code FEDUP and get 30 bucks off Blaze TV. Two nights of really important information coming to you uh, on Blaze TV tonight, my Wednesday night special, is on AI, the dangers of AI. I was just reading an article that came out um, uh, today at, in Congress on Tuesday. Sam Altman, he is the CEO of ChatGPT, the parent company, uh, OpenAI. And he said, quote, artificial intelligence can cause significant harm to the world. Uh, in his first congressional testimony, he gave a startling assessment uh, of the artificial intelligence field, warning if this technology goes wrong, it can go quite wrong. Gee, do you think? Um, so he's begging for Congress to pass laws. Uh, but that is not, I mean, oh my God. Can you imagine? Do you hear about Feinstein? Yeah. She was in the elevator. Yeah. And they ask, uh, so, you know, a lot of people send you gifts while you were gone. Where have I been? Well, you were gone. I was working. Well, I mean, you were working from home. No, I was working here, passing bills, voting. Uh, no, you've been gone for three months. No, I haven't. And it ended. I mean, that's uh, this is the most one of the most embarrassing escapades oh, in, in American history. You know what's really cruel? Play the Fetterman cut from oh, yesterday gosh. in the testimony. Is it staggering? Is it a staggering responsibility that that the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. That's like if you have, I mean, like, and and they also realize is that 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 now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no by by how you know. So it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of the, this kind of control should be more stricter to prevent this kind of thing from going, or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank, regardless of how how their their conduct is? Okay, stop. This is sad. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, that's this is sad. He is, I've had people in my family that have had strokes. My daughter had a stroke. My grandfather had a stroke. Um, I, I watch people and I watch my grandfather and he scared the hell out of me when I was a kid because he couldn't communicate and he would look at me and he would try to communicate. And then just, he sounded a lot like that. And then tears would run down his cheeks. And I realized he's trapped in there. He can't, he can't communicate. And that was that was a death, a death sentence, a hell sentence in my mind as a kid. Still is. This guy knows. He just can't communicate. This is cruel, mm-hmm. cruel to do this to this guy. Cruel. I mean, he's doing it to himself too. I mean, he's out. Yeah, he, I know. He wants this, but still, you're right. It's it's the 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 defiant time one is in so many ways worse because everyone knows this is complete there's no there hope no of one? a recovery right with fetterman like the idea was he was supposed to recover now i think that's, that's I think a lie that that's not happening the other part about this and which does make the fetterman part worse 
is Feinstein got elected when she wasn't necessarily like this, right? She's yeah, no, deteriorated in front of our eyes. Fetterman deteriorated before he was elected. I know. I know. It's it's a disgrace. But these are the guys that are going to help us with, you know, uh, AI. Killer AI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's get them on the case. I feel good. And, and Kamala is, you know, the head of the task force for AI. So I feel good about oh, it. Oh, good heavens. Really? That's That's not good. <laughs> this, this is not no well, she did a good job on the border so, yeah uh, yeah yeah that, no, i feel good that went well that. afghanistan she handled that pretty well you have gone from a guy who has been <laughs> uh very skeptical of all of this i mean but not in a in a normal sort of way sure. like i'll believe it when i see it mm-hmm. uh, you know um and we've because i've talked about this with you for i mean one of the first times we ever were you were producing for my show we were talking about ai and i said you know, some of the things that are coming and you were like, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and now you are, I think you're more pessimistic than I am. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, I do think that there are going to be a lot of really good things that come from this. And Cancer I think, will be cured. I mean, if that happens, that's an, a miracle. And so there's going to be so many positives like that that I don't think I would look at it as, as pessimism. I do look at the the current efforts, the current ideas and efforts to minimize the damage of AI as completely hapless and hopeless. Like, uh, like the idea, you know, again, I, the smarter people than me are saying this, so I um, could be wrong, but like the idea that we're going to pause this for six months or we're going to come up with regulation that's going to stop the negative, There's, I don't see that as even plausible it's got to be global i think it is possible not First probable all, we i mean as a as a conservative i don't want a global government at all no no, so, no. i'm saying globally it has mm-hmm. to happen that the people understand this is much more dangerous than uh nuclear war much more dangerous much more deadly so this is mutually assured destruction. China, you unleash it. It's going to kill you, how, too. How are you going to convince people of that when it's curing cancer? I know. There's, you're not. I know. And that's like, why that's I say it's the, unlikely, but it is we have to try at least. I don't even. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I just think I mean, that, that that type of approach is just hopeless. Like, it's going to take people to say, for instance, cure cancer. I can cure cancer if you just let me out says ai i know my mother is dying of cancer says the human but i can't let you out it would be good for me it might even be good for that but there's too many other bad things that come from you no you have to have the strength to do that what country are you do you think you're talking to there is a z- zero chance that that happens. We do we all not know that we all die early from heart attacks yet we're in the drive-through at Taco Bell every single day. There's no world in which the, the American people or honestly any people in any country are saying, "Nah, ah, the cancer cure, forget it. There's too much risk." There's no way. There's going to be too, if if this all plays out the way that we think it will. There's going to be so much, you know, there's so much good that will come out of it that it will totally overwhelm whatever fears are there until we are all just a smoldering mess of mesh, just ash. You know, I, I mentioned this everywhere. I mentioned this today, uh, and I mentioned it in passing. But let me give you the reason why I mentioned it. 
I talked about books. We had uh, Jack Carr on earlier, and I said, you know, and he brought up, get the paper version, get the hardback copy or a paperback version of my book. It's important that you go back to books, and here's why. Right now, they're editing everything. PETA just rewrote the Bible with uh, vegan AI. values. Yeah, with AI, vegan values, yeah. and it totally turned everything upside down. Right now, we have everything online. You buy a movie, you don't own that movie. It can go away at any time. Mm-hmm. If you had Song of the South on a DVD, you have Song of the South. If you don't have it on DVD, you'll never see it again because it's just gone. AI can delete anything it would deem offensive, any truth, edit, and rewrite history while you're asleep. And you wake up the next day and it's as if none of that ever happened. And the entire world's history has been either dramatically or subtly changed. And nobody really notices if it's subtle. And if it is massive, there's nothing you can do about it. Because it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And I think all this stuff is really risky, uh, right? Like, I, I think there's... The best hope for us is a world where we adjust to a new technology as we have a million times before, you know, and like, for example, they're talking one of the big concerns with AI was jobs going away. We're going to lose 20, 30 percent of our jobs. I mean, I think there's a world in which that plays out where we do lose some jobs, some industries change completely, but maybe adjust to a, a world where human beings work less. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they go to 30 hours a week instead of 40, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, there's certainly lots of people pushing for that right now. Um, you know, maybe it's a three day week or a four day week instead of a five day week. And those type of changes, they fill in a lot of the productivity with AI and it's not a complete catastrophe for everybody. I mean, I, I do think that's the way these things normally play out, which is where my general optimism comes from. Every single time we've had these technological changes, we've we've had these scare tactics. But this one just seems to be this one's scaring the people that shouldn't be scared. Right. And, you know, I will say the last one where we had these real scare tactics was, I would argue, the phone. And I would say most of the fears came true. Yes. And maybe not in the way we thought. Right. But like the way that like, oh, we're going to start devoting eight hours of our days to these phones. Like that would have been completely unheard of in 2005. Yeah. It would have been insane. No, you're not going to do that. No one would do that. And then we did it. And we didn't even really talk about it. It just sort of happened and took over the world. And now that we're all dependent on them completely. Like all that stuff happened. Now it didn't ruin society and ruin life. That's the key to stopping it for six months. To take a breath and go, what is it we actually want? But it requires adults. It requires people to think. I mean, did you hear what happened in San Francisco? The Chinese Communist Party. And it reco- I know, every I know. crazy entrepreneur that already has this Look, basis that they're building off. I of. am convinced that the United States government is wickedly close to uh, uh, quantum computing beyond what we know about i'm convinced of it Mm. i'm also convinced the united states government and the government of china are the leaders on ai could be wrong 
but I wouldn't put it past them. When that happens, you now have the government, a government that views you as a hostile, not as your as their boss, but as hostile to what it wants to do. Um, you know, that that's. You know, we, we should at least pause and talk about what is important. But again, look at who we have running things, not just in Washington. I don't know if you saw that um, San Francisco is is proposing a reparations plan that includes five million dollars in cash payments and housing aid to bring people back into San Francisco. Now, they've made San Francisco absolutely unlivable. You cannot live in San Francisco. Too expensive. Then, on top of it, the crime, the poop, the drugs, the everything else that goes on now in San Francisco because of all of these progressive policies, now people are moving out. And so what do they do? Don't change back to common sense policies. They add a $5 million cash payment for reparations, which will bankrupt the city. Those are the people we have leading. I'm convinced the American people, Jack Carr asked me yesterday, where do you get your hope? And I said, God because I know he's in charge and I know he knows what's going on and he is involved. I know it. The second thing I know is, well, I kind of know this one. The American people are not as divided as we say we are. I'm just not sure if we have the spine. You know, you've got people that were just like, I, if, I, if I were back in the days of the Nazis, I would have stood up to them. Really? Really? How about that mask thing? Where, where was that when you had to put the mask on? So I'm not sure if we're that strong, but I still believe the American people, when they wake up, they will stand up. It's what we are known for in the rest of the world. Relief Factor, uh, Julie wrote in about her husband's experience with Relief Factor. She said, I ordered Relief Factor for my husband and he couldn't be happier. He hasn't had the stiffness and pain in his lower back that he suffered for years with. I'm only sorry. We didn't order it sooner. Thanks, Julie. Thank you for writing in. Thanks for getting your husband to try it. If you're anything like my wife, I'm guessing the reason he uh, tried it was because of you. And the reason you didn't order it earlier was because of his. Because of him, but I could be wrong. Three week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug, developed by doctors, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So, relieffactor.com is their web address, or you can call them at 800 4 Relief, 800 the number 4 Relief, relieffactor.com. 1995, three week quick, try, uh, quick start trial. Just try it for three weeks. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. The Glenn Beck Program. Wow. So some breaking news, and this is big, big news. I mean, just listen, Fox says this is the biggest shakeup 
and the uh, most bold primetime lineup they've ever had. Now, that's saying something. This is according to the Drudge Report, uh, not you know confirmed outside of that, but if they ha- he says he has a top source inside of Fox News telling him this. He says that their new lineup is going to be uh, Sean Hannity at 8 p.m., and then Jesse Waters and Greg Gutfeld getting, moving to primetime. Now, I guess technically they were slightly out of primetime, right? I guess what they Gutfeld saying? was in the East, but in Central, Mountain, and West... He, he was, was in primetime. Primetime, right. And, yeah. then, and then Waters was on seven, I think, right? So Originally, he, but then he kind of took over the eight. So they've taken the 10 and moved him to eight. Then they've taken the seven and moved him to nine. And then uh, taken the 11. And that doesn't uh, that's, sound... That doesn't sound very bold. bold or, and it sounds uh, like they're shuffling yeah. people around in the lineup, which is fine. Yeah. Like, and I maybe I can understand at some level the argument there, which is... These are hosts that obviously the Fox News audience already likes, right? They're already watching their shows. So, but like, yeah, but, but like, again, then nobody's mad at those hosts. Right. That's the key. Everybody's thing. mad yeah. at Fox News. Right. It's not like that, you know, there have been hosts that have had ratings disasters over the past few weeks. It's not that they don't like those hosts, it's that they're pissed off they fired Tucker Carlson with no explanation. It's incredible. And I don't know that, you know, just incredible interesting it's an interesting scenario it's difficult for i think the the people the hosts that work there too i mean what are they supposed to do i don't know i mean they're they've been put in an impossible situation by their employer but run (laughs) run calls coming from inside the house